Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Ozil is in here. Beautiful goal. Walcott. What a goal. It's been flicked in by Alexis Sanchez. A quality goal from the Gunners. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast for the week of Monday the 27th of March. I'm your host Russell Hargreaves. Coming up on this week's show we hear from Game of Thrones star and Gunners fan Alfie Allen. Remember a double winning Dutchman in our history lesson. Adrian Clark is back with another dose of the chalkboard. We kick off by talking to Nacho Monreal. Arsenal's Spanish left-back Nacho Monreal became a cult hero during his short stay at Malaga. We spoke to him about his friendship with Santi Cazorla, but started with his memories of a special game at the Bernabeu. Well, I remember it was a, a good game for us. No, I think we, we had a good team with good players. In this moment, we, our confidence w- was really high, so we expected to get the three points. We knew it, it's really difficult to get the three points in Bernabeu, but we, we knew that we, we are going to have some chances to, to get there. But I remember they scored first, so it was really, really difficult to get the, the three points. And in the last moment, I remember one free kick, and Santi put the ball in the top corner. Casillas tried to catch the ball, but he couldn't because it was perfect, no? And this point, it was uh, really important for us because gave gave us a lot of confidence to keep believing in what, in our target, and finally we got it. On the other team that day was was Meza Özil. What was he like to play against? Well, he was really good. He's still really good, but not only Mesut. No, he everyone knows Mesut. He's a really technic, really good technic player. When he gets the ball, he, he can do whatever he wants. And he also was very physical, very... His first two, three metres, he was very sharp. And after with the ball, he was really good, yeah. And now, look, now I'm playing with him. That's good. It's a great story, isn't it? Yeah. And that, that free kick that Santi scored, yes. that was so similar to his one in the FA Cup final, wasn't it? Yeah. So it just shows just how, how good he is yeah. and how much he's practised that technique. Well... I don't know if he practices a lot or not because I think he's natural for him. No, he's Santi is one of the best players I've never played, and his technique is is amazing. And obviously he can do these kind of things. He he has done it 
a few times, putting the ball over the wall or even behind the, the wall, you know. So what can I tell you about Santi? Looking back at the highlights from that season, yeah. obviously Santi scored, scored a lot of goals. It always seemed like you were one of the first players to go and, and celebrate with him. You were really close, weren't you? Yeah, and I remember a few players of Malaga always told me, Nacho, when we score a goal, you are always the first player uh, celebrating, no? And that was, I don't know why, but maybe I attack more than, than now and I was close to the goal, but yeah, it was like that, yeah. Did you know Santi before Malaga? Yeah, we played together in the, in the national team. Well, I, I, knew, I knew him because he played for Recreativo de Huelva and, and Villarreal. But obviously we, we played in the, in the national team before, before both joined to, to Malaga. But yes, I'm playing with him since, I can say I'm playing with him together since, I don't know, seven years ago, four and a half here in Arsenal. One in, in Malaga and before in the national team. Yeah. Does, does pulling off an achievement like what you did with Malaga yes. strengthen the, the bond between the two of you, make you better friends, closer friends? Yes, yes, that's, of course. We are playing together since six years ago, so we are really connected. We have a, a good relation, me with him and my wife with, with his wife. So, yes, probably is one of the of the best friends I have uh, in, in football. Game of Thrones is arguably the biggest television show on the planet these days, and Arsenal have got a presence on set, thanks to Alfie Allen. Um, this is going to sound kind of weird, but as a child, um, I was not an Arsenal supporter, and I'm not going to say who I supported, but, um, but I thought that Ian Wright played for the team that I supported. And so when I found out that Ian Wright didn't play for the team that I supported, um, I started to support Arsenal. And then I moved into Islington and, um, and I just thought, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm now supporting the team that is my local team. So I never looked back after that. I've got memories of Highbury when I was a kid and I remember the, the first season playing here. I remember us going to the Champions League final when it was our last year at Highbury and I've still got the commemorative shirt then. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's great to be here. Whenever I see a, a pitch that's got uh, good grass on it, I just want to go out and play. But, um, but yeah, without a doubt, uh, I just every time I get onto a, a good football pitch, I just want to go out and play. So that's, that's what I'm trying to fight myself not to do. And I don't want to get chucked out either. So. My fondest Arsenal memory and my, my sort of uh, one I really remember is when Ian Wright broke the record. I was here when that happened and it was my birthday. I think it was in September time, sort of around about September the 9th or something. Um, and my birthday's around that time. Um, so that is probably my fondest memory and my, my most, my, my, the earliest one. Um, that's probably around then. I remember when we just won the double for the first time. Um, and Wenger, I think it was 97, 98, um, and yeah, it was it was just all golden times. So that was probably my earliest memory is when Petit, I think, had got an injury and he was hobbling around the field at the end of the game um, at, the, at the lap of honour. 
it's kind of mad that when you're abroad, you get to see more football than you do when you're in England. But, um, but yeah, uh, so when I'm in the US, I get to watch a lot and it's great because I get up and it's 11 o'clock in the morning and all the games are on. Um, so, yeah, I do. I get to watch a lot of it. I had a friend FaceTime me recently because I couldn't find the last season's Arsenal Man United game when we won 3-2, I think. Um, and, uh, and no, was it 3-2 or it might have been 3-0? I can't remember, um, but but we basically uh, battered them here, and yeah, I watched it via FaceTime in Moscow. That was quite funny. Arsenal, it, it, it means it means a lot to me. Um, I, I've got such fond memories of when I was a kid, um, and now you know we are we are having a good season. So I just I hope it carries on, and um, and you know I I'm, I'm sad Wilshire's gone, but other than that, you know, Arsenal, my boys. And it's Adams, put through by Bold. Would you believe it? Or Charlie George, who can hit him. Oh, a three goal! It's up for grabs now! Thomas! Right at the end! On the 29th of March, 1973, Mark Overmars was born in Enston, Holland. A Champions League winner with the great Ajax team of 1995, Mark signed for Arsenal in June of 1997 and scored a number of key goals as the Gunners won their first Premiership title, including the winner in a 1-0 win at Old Trafford. Oh, it's Overmars! He's done it this time! Arsenal have scored a Premiership goal at Old Trafford and it could well be a winning goal in this match and a double over United this season. But Mark wasn't finished there. He scored the opener in the FA Cup final against Newcastle in a 2-0 victory that helped secure the double. Petit's pass and it's over Mars. He's passed Pistone and Arsenal have taken the lead. Well, one Dutchman may be missing but the other one is there. And already he's left his mark on the 1998 FA Cup final, Mark Overmars. In three seasons in Arsenal colours, Mark scored 41 goals in 142 appearances before then moving to Barcelona for £25 million. So from one left winger to another, it's time for the chalkboard and our very own Adrian Clark. The Chalkboard with Adrian Clark. Well, joining me at the Chalkboard, I'm delighted to say, is the one and only Adrian Clark. Clarky, a little family holiday in the week just gone. How's it all been? Yeah, very nice, thank you. Yeah, really enjoyed it. Uh, weather was a little bit hit or miss, um, which was a bit disappointing, but a good time was had by all. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. Now, we've just been hearing, of course, in the history lesson about the brilliant Mark Overmars. I loved watching him, I've got to say, when he was uh, here all those years ago. Um, who would your favourite Arsenal left winger of all time be? Of course, the oh, man who oh. plied his trade on that flank a few times yourself for the Gunners. <laughs> yeah, no, I was I was a left winger for yeah for those who, who don't remember me playing, which is probably most people. Um, <laughs> I was either a left or right winger. So, so yeah, this is a position that I took great interest in um, growing up. I, I was spotted by Arsenal when I was 10. So so I've seen an awful lot of good wingers here at the club. Um, Brian Marwood was the first. He was terrific. Um, underrated, actually. I think he, he, he struck up a great partnership down the left. Um, and, and, yeah, he was quality. Anders Limpar 
was wonderful to watch. Um, I was lucky enough to train with him. Uh, Overmars repl- it's kind of replaced me. So that's my story that I say when people say, you know, oh, what, what happened when you left Arsenal? It's like, well, Arsene Wenger upgraded, basically. <laughs> he got rid of me. Harsh. And he, Harsh. And he, signed, he signed Mark, Mark Overmars that summer. So I couldn't really have any complaints. Uh, he was some player, very quick, much faster than me. Got to say, though, He's probably my, my second or third favourite Arsenal left winger. The best has got to be Robert Perez for me. I know he didn't always play on the left-hand side, but but my memories of him uh, are dashing down that left wing, just making things happen. Just such a, a graceful player to watch. Um, just magnificent for two or three seasons, just untouchable. So, uh, yeah, Rob, Bobby Perez would definitely get my vote. Thanks for your thoughts on that. Uh, not compromising your answer at all, which I do appreciate. Uh, now let's move on. Obviously a massive, massive game this Sunday afternoon as Arsenal prepare to take on Manchester City. And let's be honest, Clarkie, a game that is pivotal for Arsenal's hopes of, of maybe keeping this run of top four finishes alive come the end of the season. Oh, exactly, yeah. It's a very proud record, but I can't remember a time when it's felt as much under threat as it is right now because there are six teams in the mix. It's very little to choose between them. It it will boil down to to who handles the running better. In terms of current form, Arsenal are probably six best out of that top six. So they need to turn things around. Um, we know that they're good enough to do that, but they're going to have to dig in collectively and show a lot of character because it, it's been a really tough run for them. Um, they're conceding too many goals. I think I think that's that's plain and simple. I think. I look back to that Watford game as a real, real turning point. Arsenal should not be. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Losing at home to Watford, but since then, you know, it's conceded two then, conceded three at Chelsea, five in, in Munich, 
five, uh, three at Anfield, another five against Bayern Munich, three at West Brom. That is the issue, I think, at the moment, that they really do need to tighten up without the ball. And once they do, once they do tighten up without the ball, I'm always confident that Arsenal will score goals. So, so yeah, they need to they need to grind out a few one and two nilers, I think, in the coming weeks, just to to get themselves back in that top four. And and when push comes to shove, they've been there so many times. I, I do think that they're more than capable of getting into the top four. But this is a huge game, home to City. This is a game you've got to be taking three points from. So City's form of late, pretty solid, Clarkie. In their last seven, they've won four, drawn three, but admittedly two draws in a row. Goalless against Stoke and one all with Liverpool. Mm. Arsenal, as we well know, four defeats in five in the Premier League. Stopping that bleed is is so essential. What do you reckon has been going on behind the scenes, particularly given the fact that quite a few players have been away on international duty? Well, here at Arsenal, yeah. Well, I suspect that those that have stayed behind, well, some would have been given a few days off, uh, no doubt about that, just to recharge the batteries, clear their brains a little bit. I think that helps, actually. Sometimes you do need to just switch off from football. So I'd imagine there were two, three, maybe four days off for the players, but but those that stay behind, I would like to think that they've they've worked hard on on team you know team shape their own roles within the team, certainly uh, with a game plan in terms of what they do without the ball. But it's very difficult when you haven't got the players. So so Arsene Wenger with the team he's going to pick at the weekend, the majority won't have been around. So he he actually won't have been able to work on on a lot of team shape. Maybe there'll be some some video analysis. I suspect it's been the case of just building players up because it can be a bit gloomy. You're not on international duty for starters. You're a little bit down. You haven't been picked by your country. Others have. You're on a run, as you've just just outlined. I actually think that whoever's been doing the coaching, Arsene Wenger, Steve Bold, I would imagine it should be a little bit more lighthearted just to get the spirits raised. Um, A little bit of fitness work as well, I suspect. And um, yeah, and then they go again. But yeah, the serious business of preparing for City really can't take place uh, until you know Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday of this week. So City, in terms of what they bring to the table this season, it's been a fascinating campaign, hasn't it? Pep Guardiola coming in and, and very much a Pep revolution in terms of behind the scenes and and player turnover within reason as well. You've got players he fancies, he's bought in. And then also some of those incumbents from recent years. The dynamic and, and the kind of almost tipping point that City are at is, is really interesting, I think. Yeah, it's a really different Manchester City, isn't it, at the moment? Um, he's younger. I think we have to point that out. I think he's, he's freshened up the team with um, more legs, which was desperately needed. Let's be honest, that was, that was an ageing side that was, that was going nowhere, really, I think, before before he arrived. It's been very up and down, hasn't it? I think they've been a joy to watch for the most part going forward. But without the ball, I still think they've got so far to go under Pep Guardiola. I would imagine there'll be an awful lot of changes. I know he's he's denied it, um, but I can imagine six or seven players out and, and the same coming in this summer. Mainly defensive players, defensive reinforcements will be signed. So look, when I look at City, when I think about them compared to the rest of the top six, I think they are right up there with the best attacks, the most dangerous attacks. But without the ball, I would say that, that they're possibly the most vulnerable, even though they've had a few clean sheets of late. I still think if you can get at their defence, there are goals that to be had against them. So, um, 
yeah, it's, it's hard to know what to make of City this year. I think that they they won't be guaranteed the top four place, um, you know, until the last few weeks either, because they do they do leak goals. And I think that they they have a lot of fragility without the ball. It's down to Arsenal to get themselves into the areas of the pitch where they can really hurt City. And I think that would be the big challenge in this game. With that in mind then, Adrian, how do you expect Arsene Wenger to line up for this match? Not necessarily the whole team, but mm. you've got the option of maybe a big target man uh, yeah. and then some mobile fluid players behind to try and exploit City that way. Or do you go for nimble, short passes, interpasses, pace, mm. interchangeability? a hard one because when I think about a lot of the Manchester City defenders I'm thinking you know the fullbacks are, 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 they're, the, they're the players that actually still are quite old at City they haven't really sorted that out I, I think they're, they're, they're areas you can get at I think about that game at the Etihad with Theo Walcott and the counter his, his lovely slippery run to score a goal against them um, there they couldn't really handle him Osamendi I remember diving in so I think pace hurts them uh, Monaco proved that. They caused them all sorts of problems, didn't they? Monaco over two legs um, with pace and movement up top. I think it's a real, it's caught between a rock and a hard place, Arsene Wenger, in this game because I would imagine he'll be very tempted to play an attack-minded lineup because he'll want to get at Manchester City to get at that back four, get in behind them because, because, because there are goals to be had. But at the same time, given their recent performances, Arsenal, and how leaky they've been, how dangerous City are on the break, there is an, there is an argument to suggest he could go a little bit more defensive and, and, and set up to, to keep a, try and keep a clean sheet first and foremost. I don't know is the bottom line. I, really, I can't really second-guess it. But my hunch would say that Arsene Wenger is an attacking coach and that he will, he will load the attack with pace. I think, um, yeah, I think we'll see Theo Walker. I think we'll see Alexis up top. Not sure about Giroud. He maybe won't to come off the bench. Well, we shall come back to this because it is very pertinent to our prediction competition question. So uh, bear all of what you've just said in mind, or I certainly will as well. Now, let's go quick fire through a few final questions then. Uh, as tradition at this point of our chat, uh, tell me a key head-to-head battle area across the pitch. Oh, well, there's so many, aren't there? I mean, <laughs> it's going to be a great football match. It's, it's a match you want to watch, that's for sure. Um, two very offensive teams. But I think with, with Arsenal lacking form without the ball, being defensively vulnerable at the moment, I think we need, it's time for Long Koscielny to, to step in with a big captain's performance. So I think that Arsene Wenger needs that from him in this game. And so I would definitely pick out Long Koscielny against Sergio Aguero, Aguero who's banging form. I mean, he, since Gabriel Jesus. Um, got injured. He's just been scoring goals for fun. He got braces, didn't he, against Monaco, against Huddersfield, scored against Borough, scored against Liverpool. So, yeah, Aguero v Koscielny. If, if Koscielny can put Aguero in his back pocket, Arsenal have got a great chance of winning this game. Now, how much of an indicator could this game be for when the two then meet in the FA Cup semi-final a couple of weeks later? <laughs> well, yeah, well, good question. I, th- I, I think that it will make the semi-final cagier. Because it always seems to happen where where you you meet in uh, you meet a team quite quickly in the league and in the cup and, and little battlegrounds are drawn. I think it, you you suddenly see a few more tackles flying in in the second game. It, there's a little bit more respect there. So I'd, I would imagine the semi final would be would be a tighter affair than this one. 
I think this is going to be a really attacking game. I do. I, I can't see it being any other. Man City against Liverpool was crazy, wasn't it? End-to-end stuff. I imagine it will be that kind of game. And, and unfortunately, if it is that kind of game, I, I, I worry a little bit for Arsenal because you've got De Bruyne, Sane, Sterling and the aforementioned Aguero all in superb form, really. Um, De Bruyne hasn't maybe hit the heights, but he, he produced a great assist last time out. So goals in this game I can see more goals in this match than the cup semi anyway and in a sentence Clarkie how do you beat Manchester City <laughs> well that's a toughie um, but I think the way to beat Man City is to not let their front three get in behind you it's as simple as that they did it at the Etihad they scored two goals in the second half do not let Sane Sterling De Bruyne Aguero get in behind you if we can avoid that I believe we'll score the goals that can win this game. Interesting stuff. Now, let's conclude with the prediction competition, which, of course, Clarkey, has closed up intriguingly in recent weeks and months where there's been a shift back at the top, hasn't there? <laughs> it has a little bit, yeah. I got a little bit complacent, didn't I? And, uh, yeah, you've, you've Give credit to your pay. opponent for closing the gap. Come on. <laughs> oh, oh, you've been outstanding with all those lucky guesses, mate. Yeah, so congratulations. <laughs> now, where, where, where's Liam? <laughs> Now, Liam Roberts obviously normally dives in at this point, the producer of the Arsenal Weekly podcast, to give us the question, but he's at a seminar this morning. So uh, Liam does not join us, but dutifully he has reminded us of the question that, of course, he set on the show last week, which is the following. Please, bearing in mind what you think the starting eleven will be for Arsenal for the City game, predict the total number of shirt numbers, so squad numbers. Add them all up for the 11 players on the backs. What will the total be for the Arsenal starting 11 against City? Yeah, he loves to go random, doesn't he, Liam? (laughs) And he's certainly done that this case. But it's actually a good question um, because it's a very difficult team to predict. We just just touched on it. I I can't be sure what what 11 Arsenal Wenger will go with here. Um, but but I picked one, and as have um, I, as have I. Yeah, so I've gone with uh, Ospina, Bayerin, Mustafi, Kashiani, Monreal. Um, I've gone with Jaka, Ramsey, the Ox, Theo Walcott, Meza Ozil, and Alexis. I'm quite um, a, a pacey attack, um, and that adds up to a grand total of one six five. Okay, I've got eight players the same. I think Gibbs might get the nod at left back. Mm-hmm. I think he might mix the central defence up after shipping a few goals and bring Murtasaka in. Now that he's available. Ooh, Controversial, I know. Yeah. But they've got to try something. I think that would be probably at the expense of Mustafi on this particular game. You know, no reflection moving forward, but I just think mm-hmm. one or two changes are needed. Mm-hmm. And my third one is despite everything we said about fluidity of, of attack to try and get at City, I just wonder if he will put Giroud in to lead the line and, and just be a different option. And for me, therefore, no Walcott. So eight the same, three different. My total is one, three, two. One, three, two. Yeah, well, Giroud did play well for France and he scored a couple of goals. So, um, yeah, maybe that will sway the manager's thinking. Who knows? Yeah, well, good luck, mate. Battle lines are drawn and we shall find out when Liam returns, of course, with the results next week. Clarky, is ever a pleasure. Yeah, no worries, mate. (laughs) 
Well, that's just about full time on this week's show. Our thanks to Nacho Monreal, to Alfie Allen and to Adrian Clark for their contributions today. Don't forget you can subscribe on iTunes, leaving us a five-star review in the process. You can find us on Acast these days as well, so you've never got the excuse to miss another episode. We're back on Monday, the 3rd of April, and until then, it's bye for now. And come on, you gutters. The Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 